How to deal with grief. Hello, my wonderful friends and my family. My name is Joseph Helen, and I'm coming to you on this brand new series and the first episode in this series. And I'm dealing with this very difficult and very sad and painful topic of grief. How to deal with grief. I'm going to be giving you seven episodes on this particular topic. So please stay with me. And first, before I carry on with the teaching that is based on the Word of God, I'd like to extend my sincere condolences to the nation of Tanzania as they mourn the death of their president, John Pombe Magufuli. We are praying for the nation of Tanzania and we are praying for the comfort of the family of the president and loved ones and of course anyone else who knew him. There is a way that death occurs that makes pain sometimes unbearable and it leaves people with questions. Mostly people don't know what to do. They don't know where to go and some people question the very existence of God when their loved ones depart. But I want to teach you what the Bible says so that you can have hope. Paul said that you must not moan hopelessly because when the trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ shall be raised and those who remain shall be caught up in the air to meet Jesus. So there is a way out in as much as it hurts and in as much as it's so painful when a loved one departs. There is a way out. So I want to take you through scriptures so that you get to hear the mind of God and so that you get to know the will of God concerning what we should do when one departs. I want you to understand that God himself has experienced grief because his only begotten son, the only son he had, died. But the good news is that he resurrected on the third day. And the same resurrection is promised to any person who believes in Jesus. So that loved one of yours who believed in Jesus has the promise of resurrection. But first we need to understand this topic of death. We need to define death and we need to find out where in the Bible the word death is mentioned. Okay, so how to deal with grief. So this is the series, my first, this is actually the sixth series on my podcast as Joseph Helen and this is the first episode on the series called How to Deal with Grief. Okay, so let's go to the Bible because that's where all the wisdom is found. All right. Now, the first time death is mentioned in the Bible is in the book of Genesis chapter 2 and verse 17. Now, God created the heavens and the earth in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and then after that of course the devil rebelled with a third of God's angels and he was cast down onto the earth which originally was his domain he was the one responsible for the earth because God's nature is like that he loves to rule and reign and administer his authority and all his dispensations from the earth. He's always been like that. He dwells in heaven. He lives in heaven. But he loves to do everything that controls everything that has to do with his creation. Because God being a spirit loves to create physical things. He loves 
natural things. Being a spirit, he loves to create physical things and he loves to manifest through those physical things that he's created. That's why the Bible says he operates through nature. If you want to know him, you need to study nature. Then the invisible things of God are made manifest by the created things, by the natural things. So he manifests through the things that he makes. So God creates Adam and Eve and places them in the garden and tells them to take charge of the garden and the entire universe and to give job descriptions to everything that was made. And that's the naming process. Whenever you name something, you're giving that thing its job description. You're giving it its purpose. You're telling it this is the reason why you're made. For example, a motor vehicle is named such or thus because it is motorized. And it's a vehicle. It carries people and goods, you see. So a mobile phone is something that can enable you to hear my voice from a long distance and without need for cables or wires, I can walk around with it or move around with it, thereby making it mobile. And because it produces sound, it's also a phone, because phone stands for sound. So we can communicate without me having to go back to the house to a contraption or a device that is connected by cables to a certain system of communication. So you see, the name of something defines its purpose, defines its reason for being or its use. And the design of a thing also determines its purpose. Something is designed so that it can function in a certain way. So God creates Adam and Eve. Of course, he created Adam and then caused Adam to sleep. And out of Adam's side, he operated and from his rib, he created a woman. And he told him to procreate and to multiply and to fill the earth and to dominate it. Now, he also gave them instructions concerning how to relate to him. In the cool of the day, God would come every single time to teach Adam and Eve about his nature, to reveal himself to them. God loves to reveal himself. If you look at the book of Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 2, the Bible says it's the honor of God to hide a matter, but it's the honor of kings to search the matter out. So if you're a child of God, you're already a king and a priest, according to 1 Peter 2 verse 9. Royal priesthood, you're a king and a priest, you know. You're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, you know. A holy nation, a peculiar people that God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so as to show forth, you know, his marvels, his greatness, okay, the praises of him. You've been called to show forth the praises of God who's called you out of darkness with his marvelous light. So Adam and Eve were created so that every time God appeared in the breeze or in the cool of the day, according to Genesis 3 verse 8, God would reveal himself to them. And then in that process, Lucifer had already fallen. Genesis 1 verse 2 says the word, the world was void and formless and darkness covered the face of the deep. Lucifer fell between Genesis 1 verse 2 and Genesis 1 verse 3. So Genesis 1 verse 1 actually and Genesis 1 verse 3. So in between there, in verse 2, that's where Lucifer falls and messes up the world and the world becomes void and formless and darkness covers the face of the deep. Okay, And God begins a process of refurbishing or renovating the earth and he says that there be light and there was light, etc, etc. So God operates by words. Now, God is a spirit. And where our spirits are, there'll always be communication, there'll be words. You see, in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 63, the Bible says it's the spirit that gives life. 
The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit in their life. So words are spirit and words are life. So I want to teach you about death, what death is. And I want to teach you about life, what life is. Then I want to teach you how to deal with the death of a loved one or how to handle grief. Okay, so Adam and Eve are taught that there is a devil, but he's a spiritual being. He's a spiritual being. He doesn't have a physical body like yours. He's a spiritual being. And this spiritual being is represented here. For you to know he exists, he's represented by a natural fruit. Just like God manifests through the things he makes, he also caused Adam and Eve to know that there's an enemy. There's one that wanted to, to cause a coup in heaven, but I sent Angel Michael to knock him down. And he's notorious for wanting to rise up to the north. He wants to rise up to get authority, to use up authority. For that reason, he's represented by a tree of knowledge of good and evil. There's a tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that represents this guy, this rebellious guy. It is okay to know what is good, and it's okay to know what's evil, but you must not know it from him. You must know it from me in the cool of the day when I'm coming to teach you about myself, about your purpose, about the world to come, and about the plans I have for you because I love you. But you need to know there's another force, there's another authority that has been defeated by my angels, but he's a liar, he is subtle, he is crafty and wily, so... This is the fruit he will manifest through. So don't eat that fruit, okay? Adam and Eve heard the story. Actually, God spoke to Adam and Adam ought to have taught Eve. God loves protocol. He'll only talk to one person and he depends on that one person to talk to the rest of the people. So anyway, Adam hears the story and then goes and shares with his wife, Eve. Then, of course, Lucifer comes, but does not come like the wind. He doesn't come like a whirlwind. He uses the most intelligent and the wise of all creatures, the serpent. And then the serpent begins to talk to Eve and the serpent lies to Eve and Eve actually takes the fruit and eats. And by eating the fruit, she was completely connected to Lucifer, the devil, the fallen angel. And that is the day death entered into the world. So what is death? Death is when your spirit is separated from your body. But the original the original manifestation of death is when your spirit is separated from God's spirit. That's called death, spiritual death, okay? Now, physical death is when your physical body is separated from your spirit. So a human being really doesn't die. What we call death is when that spirit that has always been talking to you, remember, spirits speak. Where the spirits will hear speech. A spirit is breath, is wind. Without wind, without air, you cannot speak. So if you hear a speech, then you're hearing a spirit vibrating the vocal cords or vibrating the membranes of the physical body that they live in. When I play a musical instrument, it's a spirit vibrating that instrument to cause musical sound. That musical sound is a living spirit. So the voice you're hearing right now is the voice of a living spirit called Joseph Helen. All right? Now, when... The body that this spirit lives in can no longer contain the spirit because it's been perforated by sickness and disease or by an accident. It's been damaged. The spirit leaves that body. But the spirit doesn't really die. It is the body that is dead. Okay. So in Genesis 2 verse 17, the Bible says, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is really the law, and the devil likes to use the law, 
knowing good and evil is the law. And the Bible says the letter of the law kills. Uh, the Bible says, yeah, you shall not eat of it for the day that you shall eat thereof, you shall surely die. Now you may wonder, why is that Adam and Eve ate this fruit but did fall down dead there and then? Because the Bible says the day you eat of it, you shall die. And the Bible says with God, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. So you notice Adam and Eve died in their 900, the day, okay? 900 years plus, because a day is a thousand years, all right? They physically died, as in the spiritual, physically separated from their bodies 900 years later. But the spiritual death happened instantly because they were disconnected from God, who is a living spirit, and they were connected to Satan, who is a killer spirit, the one that kills you, separates you from the source of life, and also separates your spirit from your physical body. So when one dies, when we say somebody is dead, they are not dead. The real person lives forever. All spirits are eternal. The question is whether you're going to enjoy eternity in hell or you're going to enjoy eternity with your father who loves you, whose name is God, who sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you so you don't have to die. You don't have to be separated from him. You get that. That's why Jesus was separated from his father. He said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? He was separated from the father. So you don't have to be separated from the father. So by your faith in Christ Jesus, you don't have to die. In other words, you don't have to be separated from your father. But if your spirit is separated from your body, then your spirit is not dead. The real person, the one that's talking, the one that you knew is not really dead. They're just not in that body anymore. And because that body came out of soil, the Bible says in Genesis 2 verse 7, that God took the clay of the ground and with it, it he formed man and breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. So he breathed the spirit inside that clay and that body became animate, became a living soul. Do you see? Now, when that body is no longer functional, then the spirit has to leave it. But the spirit lives forever. The question is, where will the spirit live? In eternity with God, where there's beauty and love and care. Or in hell, where there is torment. And the Bible says that you burn there forever. Yep. Now, when a person dies... The spirit has found that the body is no longer conducive for it to stay in. The body is too weak either because of sickness or accident or whatever it is, or old age. And the spirit leaves it, so the spirit remains, except now spirits are not visible. And spirits cannot be heard unless they find a body. So later, God resurrects this body because the body went to the soil. The spirit went back to the source and the source is God. And if you had rejected Jesus, then your body goes to the soil and your spirit goes to hell, the place that was prepared for the devil and his angels and his children. Now, John 8, 44 says that if you don't believe in Christ, then you have your father, the devil. So the devil has a fatherhood. Those who don't believe in Jesus belong to him and hell was made for him. And hell is a waiting room for judgment. It's like a a remand prison of sorts where people wait for them to be judged and finally if you're found culpable then you're sent if you're found guilty you're sent to hell to burn forever okay uh, so that's the place where those who are going to hell those who are going to be burnt forever wait hell is the place okay now if you are a believer in Christ Jesus and you're your spirit separated from your body, which is what we call death, your body is buried to the ground because it came from the ground. Remember, you return to the place you came from. All right? And your spirit returns back to God who breathed it into that body. Do you understand now?
So with this understanding, you're not going to be so disturbed when people die because it's not the person that's dead and they're not suffering either. Unless they're in hell. Hell contains suffering. But if a person believes in Jesus, they're not suffering at all. They've just been relieved from the body because Paul said that we are groaning to come out of this body because this body has so much trouble and, and issues. And he says for him to live is Christ and to die is gain. So a person who believes in Jesus, when they die, it's a gain, it's not a loss. So we shouldn't say, I lost a loved one. If they believed in Jesus, death is gain. They've gained something. They're back to the Father. And when God's purpose on earth is done and the trumpet sounds, then those who are buried in the ground, that body that has now uh, rotted and all that and decomposed, by God's power and authority, the same same way he created the clay, the body of Adam, he will recreate that person and take that body and connect that body back to the spirit. But this time around, the body will be an immortal body, one that cannot die anymore. In other words, one that cannot be separated from the spirit anymore. So death is separation from the spirit. Okay. Now, the proof of what I'm telling you is found in James 2 verse 26. James 2 verse 26. So what does James 2 verse 26 say? It says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So if a body has no spirit, then that body is what is dead, not the person. So if your loved one died, it is their body that died not their spirit. So the person remains alive. So this is the reason why you must not think you've lost them. If you're a spiritual person, you can still connect with that person because remember, we are citizens of heaven. We are citizens of heaven. That's what the Bible says. And we're also seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Our citizenship is in heaven. Okay? Let me just get that scripture so that you can read it for you. You are already a citizen of heaven. So if your loved one goes to heaven, glory to God. If your loved one goes to heaven, then he's just returned back to your country. So spiritually you're seated in heaven, in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But physically you are here on earth as an ambassador serving God. So you've got to understand, we don't want our loved ones to die, but when they die, it's the body that's dead, not the person. So the person is not suffering unless they're in hell. The person is fine. The person is okay. So you don't need to think, oh, they must be having it rough, which is the reason why a lot of people mourn. And then the separation also causes people to mourn. But if you already know you're a citizen of heaven, then you will not mourn because you're not really separated from this person. This person has gone back to your country and soon you'll be reunited. With this knowledge, you'll find yourself getting healed faster when a loved one leaves and goes to heaven and their body returns to where it came from, which is the soil. So the Bible says, just as a spirit without a body without a spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. So there's so much I can say about this, but I've got to, to stop at some point so that in the next episode I can take you a bit deeper. What exactly do you do? What exactly happens? Where does the spirit go, for example? And where does the body go? And what does heaven look like? And what does hell look like? What happens in heaven? And what happens in hell? And, and stuff like that. And why did people used to moan so much in the Old Testament? Because nobody went to heaven during those days. They all went down into paradise, a, a hellish kind of place. And they were all under the dominion of the devil, the prince of hell. 
yeah, the, a certain demonic spirit, an angelic spirit called Beelzebub, that's the prince that keeps the gate of hell. And you entered hell, Abraham went there, Adam went there, and they all were prisoners in there. But between the holy ones who went to the bosom of Abraham and the wicked ones, there was a chism or a canyon. There was a, a gulf between them. So they couldn't mix up, though they could talk to each other. So one side was tormented, the other side was at peace. But they were all in hell. And then when Jesus went to hell, when he died, he went and preached to these souls. And the Bible says on the third day when he resurrected, the graves of these people, including Adam and Eve and all the others, opened up and they all went now to heaven. So hell enlarged itself, the Bible says, hell has enlarged itself. So there's so much detail that I will be sharing with you in future episodes. But please get to know that when one is no longer talking, because the body is looking lifeless, it's the spirit that has left that body and has returned to God. So the spirit is fine and happy. And that spirit can see you as you're crying there. And it's only that they can't tell you, stop crying, I'm okay, I'm fine. Uh, it's just that you're missing me, but I'm okay. I'm not in that body, no. That body is not conducive for me to live in anymore. So I've been released from the prison of a body that was sick, that was feeling pain, that was weak, you see. A body that could not even talk. So I'm now free, so don't cry. You need to be happy for me. Instead, if you have this understanding, then you'll find yourself not moaning hopelessly. Okay, and I'm going to give you more details as we go along. So in the second episode, I'm going to take you a notch higher with lots of scriptures as well. All right. Thank you so much for listening to me. You are my family and you're wonderful. And if you are going through grief, receive healing in the mighty name of Jesus. And may this message comfort your heart so that you get to know that your loved one is not suffering. As much as you miss them, you can be comforted by the word of God. The word of God brings real comfort and real healing. So be healed in Jesus' name in as much as I feel uh, compassion for you. And I feel sorry that you've lost somebody in quotes, lost. But now you understand we don't really lose them because to die is gain according to scripture. But I'm just using that word because that's what we're used to. And the fact that you're now separated from your loved one, I know there's pain. Be healed from that pain in the mighty name of Jesus. Be freed from that pain in the mighty name of Jesus. And you'll find yourself laughing and smiling again. And life will get back to normal. And ultimately, you'll see this person. You'll be with them again together. All right? Thank you so much. If this one has blessed you, and if this one has touched you, please subscribe and uh, favorite it. And give us some star ratings there. Some five stars, okay? And uh, share with your friends as well so that people can be comforted and healed, especially those that have suffered grief, okay? And then if you want to donate whatever amount to help us propagate this message more widely than we do right now, because even though we do this for free, it costs money to do it. So we are open for your aid and for your support in this manner. So you can go to josephhelen at gmail.com to access my PayPal account and you can send whatever amount in dollars that can help. Or you can go to plus two five four seven two two seven three five nine two one. That's my phone number, plus two five four seven two two seven three five nine two one. And you can send mobile money, whether it's Mpesa or whether it's bank, uh, World Remit, whatever mobile money system or platform you use. And this will go a long way. And I will personally get in touch with you to say thank you 
for helping me propagate and to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus. I love you so very much. Thank you for listening to me. My name is Joseph Helen. Bye-bye.